Chapter 6 A huge black and white sign stating Big Al's Gun Shop and Firing Range hung above the brick building Casey parked in front of. The place was nestled between a tattoo parlor and seedy strip joint. The surrounding rundown area wasn't much to look at, but it was, ironically, one of the safest parts of town, since most of the local cops and residents in the military were members of the range. Big Al's was 20 minutes and two towns west of Whisper, but it was the only place which had an indoor shooting range within a 50-mile radius. You had to be a registered member to use the range. However, you were allowed to bring one adult guest at a time. Uncle Dan and his three nephews had remained members, even though K.C. and Sean had moved from the area. The membership came in handy when they were in town visiting. They'd had many target shooting matches over the years, and although his nephews were all expert marksmen and a lot younger than he was, Dan Malone prevailed as a winner more often than not. It was a skill he had perfected long ago in the Army and maintained as he aged. Glancing at Mara, Casey took in her apparent nervousness. Are you ready for this? She met his eyes and shrugged her shoulders. I guess we'll find out, won't we? I guess we will. Don't worry. With a little practice, you'll be shooting like a professional in no time. Her dubious expression said she didn't believe him, but she didn't argue with him. I'm not worried about that, but is this place safe? Climbing out, K.C. skirted the vehicle to help her up from the low seat. Trust me, it's safe. As he escorted her into the shop, he became very aware of her, and it felt natural to be walking beside her. Her hair smelled like lilacs or some other flower, and the scent went straight from his nose to his groin. Maybe if he played his cards right. What in the hell am I thinking? Asshole, you're thinking with your dick and not your brain. This woman was running from an abusive ex and carried a gun. He didn't need to become any more involved with her than he already was. He would teach her how to defend herself during the four weeks he was here, relax the rest of the time, and then he would be gone. He could keep his raging libido in check for a month. End of story. Yeah, right, jackass. Keep dreaming. The inside of Big Al's was quiet, except for the muffled sound of gunfire coming from the range located in the basement of the shop. The odor of gunpowder and oil hung in the air, but it wasn't overpowering, and Casey breathed in the all-too-familiar scent. Al stood behind one of the locked display cases which were filled with every type of legal weapon you could possibly buy. Stacks of ammunition and gun-cleaning supplies were piled on the shelves behind him. He was about six foot even, 300 pounds, hence his nickname, and appeared to have a permanent scowl on his face. Beside him, Casey felt Mara stiffen. He understood her reaction, since a man gave the impression of someone you never wanted to meet in a dark alley, or anywhere else for that matter. But then Al smiled when he spotted them, and his facial features softened dramatically. Hey, Casey, my man, I didn't know you were in town. How's it hanging? Al extended his mitt of a hand to KC, who gave it a hearty shake. Great, Al. I'm on leave for four weeks. Just got back last night. How have you been? I'm doing better now that you brought this beautiful little lady in to see me. He waggled his eyebrows toward Mara, who visibly relaxed and smiled at his intentional teasing. Casey leaned down until his mouth was near her ear 
and lowered his voice to a false whisper, which was meant to be overheard by the big man. Gotta be careful around Al. He's the world's biggest flirt, and the ladies can't seem to resist his charm. It's a surprise his wife Teresa hasn't kicked him out yet. Mara laughed at his playfulness. I'll have to remember that. Bringing his voice back to normal, he gestured with his hand toward the two of them. Mara, this is Al. Al, this is Mara. She's renting my uncle's cottage. Al glanced at KC, then back at Mara with a stunned expression. Really? You must have made an impression on the old man. I've never heard of Dan renting the cottage to anyone but family. Mara gave him a sassy grin. So I've heard. It's nice to meet you, Al. Nice to meet you too, pretty lady. He winked at her. And for what it's worth, my Teresa knows I'm a bit of a flirt, but I've never strayed. I'm too sharp to screw up a good thing. Now, what can I do for you today? Casey answered for her. She needs to get in some practice, so I figured I'd bring her in as a guest. No problem there. Opening a drawer beneath the counter, he pulled out a piece of paper and a pen. Just need you to sign a waiver, and then you can head on down to the range. Ten minutes later, Mara was standing in a cubicle, holding her Smith & Wesson 9mm downrange, with her eye and ear protection on, staring at a target. It was in the shape of the head and upper torso of a man, and was hanging at a distance of 15 feet. As he adjusted his own protection gear, Casey stepped behind her with his head over her right shoulder. He spoke loud enough for her to hear him over her earmuffs. We'll start at this distance, and as you improve, we'll increase it, okay? Okay, you're the boss. Casey nearly groaned out loud as his body responded to her nearness. If he took half a step forward, his stiff cock would be nestled against her lower back, and if he bent his knees, fuck. He shifted to give his heart on some relief, then forced his mind to concentrate on her training. Okay. First things first, never point a gun at someone you don't intend to kill. Unless you're a sharpshooter with years of experience, it's only in the movies where you shoot to wound someone. And firing a warning shot is also Hollywood in action. In the real world, there's no such thing. Always keep the gun pointed at the ground, unless you're aiming at a target. Be aware of who and what is near your target. It'll help keep you from accidentally shooting anyone else but there are no guarantees. He put his right foot between hers and tapped her sneakers. Move your feet so they're shoulder-width apart and put your right foot a little behind your left. She followed his instructions. Like that? Assessing her positioning, he nodded his head. Good, just like that. Now, extend your arm straight out with your right hand around the grip. Your left hand goes around and under your right, supporting it. You want your finger to be out of the trigger guard until you've made the decision to shoot, so you don't fire the weapon by mistake. The gun felt as hefty and repulsive in Mariah's hand as it had the night before. It had come with a duffel bag full of money, and she'd never fired it, or any other gun for that matter. Hell, last night, when Casey had come through the door unexpectedly, was the first time she'd ever pulled the firearm out and pointed it at someone. She'd been so relieved when it hadn't gone off accidentally. She wasn't sure if she could ever actually fire the gun at someone, and quietly prayed she would never have to find out. 
but it was a good idea to learn how to use it properly, just in case. Up to ten people could shoot at the same time in the underground windowless range. Mariah felt a little shiver go down her spine as Casey stepped closer to her back within the small cubicle that separated them from three other shooters. She wasn't sure if the tremor was because of his close proximity or the ugly weapon in her hand. His warmth and strength surrounded her as he instructed her how to stand and aim at the target. He smelled of spices and salt air, but the scent was very definitely male and made her a little light-headed. Even though it was muffled by the ear protection she wore, his deep voice was calm and soothing as he gave her directions. Feeling his breath on the nape of her neck, her body let go of another involuntary shudder. Are you okay? You're shivering. Mariah didn't trust herself to speak, so she just nodded. She tried to concentrate on his instructions, but her mind wandered again. She wondered if her finger was in the trigger guard when she'd been aiming the gun at Casey's chest the night before. As if he read her mind, he reached out and tapped her right hand. Last night your finger was along the side of the gun, as it should have been, but your grip was a little off. Casey took a step to the side to eye her stance again and then moved back behind her. Pointing at two small raised pieces with red dots on them at the top of the gun, he explained, These are your rear sights. You want to line up the small space between them to the front sight, and then line that up with where you want to shoot. Okay? Now, line everything up, slowly squeeze the trigger, and try to hit the bad guy on the target. Holding her breath, Mariah did what he told her, except at the last second she shut her eyes. The gun discharged with a loud explosion and bucked in her hand, causing her to let out a startled yelp. Shit! Behind her, Casey put a steadying hand on her shoulder. Okay, not bad. Staring at the target, she cried out in dismay. But I didn't even hit the guy, and I closed my eyes. He laughed, and she felt the rumbling sound all the way down to her toes but not until after it swirled around in between her legs a few times. Concentrate, you idiot. No, you didn't hit him. But you did hit the paper target within two inches of him. Not bad for your first time, and considering you shut your eyes. The shot going off is supposed to surprise you, but try not to let the muzzle come up too far. Don't jerk the trigger. Take a deep breath and start to slowly pull the trigger as you let the air out and don't close your eyes this time. Mariah lined up the target with the sights again, inhaled deeply, and gradually let the air out of her lungs as she squeezed the trigger. This time, she kept her eyes open, and when the gun discharged, a small hole appeared in the black area at the lower left side of the target. I did it! She bounced up and down on the balls of her feet, yet carefully keeping the gun pointed downrange. K.C. let out a hearty chuckle at her excitement. You sure did, but you just winged him. Try it again. Aim at his chest to stop him. If you have to shoot someone, you want to make sure he's not getting back up. Mariah tried it again and again, and after a box of 50 rounds, she had made more bullet holes in the black part of the target than not. She was so proud of herself, she briefly forgot why she was learning to shoot in the first place. After making sure the gun's safety was on and the clip was empty of bullets, Casey directed her to a small work area, outside of the range, next to the steps leading back upstairs to the store. 
He gathered their eye and ear protection and placed them in the appropriate storage bins. As he showed her how to break down the weapon before cleaning and oiling it properly, he praised her. See, I knew you were a natural. She glanced up at him and was about to answer when his smile turned into a frown. What's wrong? Casey was holding two pieces of the dismantled gun and staring at her. His expression was accusing and intimidating. Where'd you get this? The serial number's been filed off. Fear came over Mariah, and she tried to swallow, but her suddenly parched mouth wouldn't allow it. She said the first thing that came to her mind. I sort of stole it from my ex-boyfriend. I swear I don't know where he got it, but I took it for protection. She licked her dry lips as he continued to stare at her. Did he know she was lying? Nerve-wracking seconds ticked by, but then his expression eased, and he nodded his head. Okay, I'm not thrilled about that, but I can understand it. Just do me one favor and keep it hidden, and do not, I repeat, do not point it at anyone you don't intend to shoot. Mariah's shoulders relaxed a little as she tried to smile and push the tension out of the room. Like you? Letting out an exasperated sigh, Casey gave her a small smile. Yeah, like me.